Welcome to episode number 87 of the Kerrville Podcast. I'm Michaela Taylor and John Barrera. And today we have an awesome guest that I have never met before, but uh, well, until just a few minutes ago. And uh, he's uh, pretty awesome. I think you're really going to love this podcast. John, go ahead and introduce today's guest. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, everybody. Today, we have Greg Richards with Gregory A. Richards, PC, in Kerrville, Texas. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so glad to have you here. That sounded kind of like a WWE invitation, you know. It's time. That's what we try to do. We, you, Let's you know, slow down, baby. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have the fireworks and the lights and everything, you know, the music. So, you, like, we'll have, like, the Stone Cold intro music, you know, with the glass breaking and everything. Let me see Body slams. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast, Greg. I'm yeah, stoked. thank you. Are you so, excited? I am. Go ahead, Michaela. Sorry, I'm I'm just too excited. So, what's it like being an attorney in Kerrville, Texas? Uh, well, you know, I've only I've practiced in Kerrville for 27 years, and I only practiced one year someplace else. So, I don't know how what it is like to practice in a big city. And frankly, I don't want to know. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's uh, you know, it's uh, there's something to be said about uh, you know, I I guess you could say kind of being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Um, What's cool, I think, what's the coolest thing about my job is that I don't work with uh, really any middle management in a company. You know, I work with a lot of small businesses. My favorite kinds of clients are small business owners. Mm. And what is so cool is that I get to work with, uh, with people that are in every single kind of industry you can imagine. And I get to learn a little bit about what they do. And if, if I could, can I, will you indulge me with a quick story? I got to tell the story. Tell it. Yeah, I, tell just, it. I yeah. just finished this. This was, this was the most interesting project I worked with. So it's going to take me a minute to, to tick it off. I worked for a Zimbabwe, the largest Zimbabwe crocodile farm. They have over 50,000 animals that they farm. They have an alligator farm in Texas. And so I represented them in the sale of that company to an Italian conglomerate who was represented by a Polish-born and Nigerian-born attorney who both work in New York City. A melting pot. I'm telling that you, it was incredible. A, it, was a, uh, it was an international affair. <laughs> that is awesome. The things you come across as an attorney. 50,000 animals on this farm? Crocodiles? I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, they're the, they supply, they're the largest supplier of... Um, crocodile skins in the world so they they supply to all the high-end brands like hermes and stuff that i don't buy john probably's got a closet full of it <laughs> i do you, you got those alligator crocs i do Rick, yeah. his, Rick, his I'm, i called you right I'm, I'm offended everybody she's in morning mayhem mode still <laughs> i am i am in morning mayhem mode i can't believe i just called you Redkowski, john i've right. never done that i it, not that it's an insult or anything it's but you know Redkowski is his own person so yeah yeah. Anyway, back to uh, to Greg over here. So, so what was that like? That it was was that the biggest that thing you've ever done? Not not the necessarily the biggest. It was it was just the one that was spread the most across the globe. I mean, that's not an everyday kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, that is international in Absolutely. many different facets. You yeah. know, yeah. I have a deep fear and, of crops. And you know, trying to be on a Zoom call with a, a you know everybody's speaking English. Um, I'm speaking redneck. <laughs> and everybody else is speaking broken English. And so you got, you know, Italian guys that are cross talking and speaking Italian and English. And then you got a, a guy that's got that speaks English that's got a really strong Polish accent and another one that's got, uh, 
kind of that Nigerian British thing going on. Um, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. It worked. We got it done. Good. Yeah. And one common solution. You yeah. Know, and that was to get it done. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're no stranger to podcasts. I'm not. What's going on in that world? Well, um, you know, I, when I went to law school, I, uh, what I really thought I wanted to do was to be a trial lawyer. I like being up in front of people. I like talking. I like telling stories. Um, I got out and I did that a little bit and found out I hated it. Uh, I just I didn't like the conflict, which is, you know, odd for <laughs> a lawyer to, to be adverse to conflict. But I'm more of a problem solver. I like getting in and figuring out, all right, how, how can we move the pieces around the board to get this thing solved? So long story short, I was looking for an outlet to both be able to educate my clients and potential clients in the community about some of the stuff that I do and some of the experiences that I've had with others. And so I started this podcast called The Bald Truth, and it's true stories of small business adventures. And so I have uh, different clients come on and I have them tell their stories. And we talk about, you know, guys that have just started a new business and, you know, what they're facing with as well as, you know, people that sell their business or they buy a business or they are trying to do marketing or, I mean, it's literally all over the page, but it's all focused on uh, the audience is small business owners and entrepreneurs that want to improve what they're doing and improve their chances of success. That sounds familiar. It does sound, yeah, very, very familiar. So, so. what would what would, uh, what would two podcasters do to... Uh, file a lawsuit for somebody copying their right no i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. who started it first though right. Dad? yeah i don't know <laughs> he I'm might be joking. getting us in trouble here yeah. so <laughs> so uh we started out as a small business curville small business network okay and then you know we wanted to expand our guests you know categories like to the mayor the chief of police you know yeah. anybody and everybody and um yeah, I was just joking about that. <laughs> well, that like I said, point. I don't do trial law anymore, so I'd have to refer you to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so real estate, business planning, estate planning. That's what I do. That's your bread and butter right That's there. That's it. Yeah. If you get uh, if if you need a, a DWI lawyer, a divorce, or want to sue somebody, I'm not your guy. Yeah. And there's lots of other good guys that do that. And that's... Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I think that's that's... What's kind of beautiful about the practice of law is that, you know, there's so many facets to practice in and Kerrville's a big enough community that, you know, you get lots of variety in the different types, types of issues that need to be addressed. And just, you know, over time, and it really happened fairly quickly after I moved to Kerrville that I figured out, all right, these are the things I want to focus in. And so um, I've really hyper-focused in those areas and, you know, really just try to take on bigger and bigger projects and solve bigger problems. Michaela, have you ever met an attorney where you didn't have this? I don't know. When I first met you, I just didn't get a sense of arrogance or intimidation or why is that? Well, you know, we have a saying in the office is that, you know, we take our clients seriously and we take their problems seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. I and like that. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, the, the vast majority of clients that I meet with uh, do not have significant experience with an attorney, and, and a lot of them have no experience with attorney. And so they're coming in, and they've got uh, – y'all are probably too young to remember this, but there was a, a show on TV called L.A. Law. Do y'all ever hear of that? It was it was back, back in the 80s, so the, the old people like me that are listening to this, they'll Aww. be like, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. But think about any show on TV where there's lawyers, and they're – Matlock. You know, 
Well, maybe okay. not now. <laughs> the only one you knew. Now, now that's going way back. <laughs> yeah, nothing works like it does on Matlock. Nobody ever gets on the stand and starts crying and confesses, I did it, I oh, promise man. I did it. <laughs> but It uh, was me. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's a, uh, I, I think what gives me, you know, a little separation from uh, some attorneys is that, you know, you walk in my office and you will almost never find me in a coat and tie. Um, I, I don't like wearing them. I got away from wearing them as soon as I could. And and to me, um, you know, most of my clients come in, they're wearing shorts and a T-shirt, you know, or, or jeans and a button down. And they're not looking for somebody to be intimidating or to be, um, you know, arrogant. They're looking for somebody that can partner with them to solve their problem. And so that I really enjoy, like I said before, I really enjoy getting to know my clients and their business. And I get a, I've just got a, a ton of knowledge about all these different areas of business. And really what that does, is it helps me. I can take, I don't care whether you're in the plumbing business, you got a hardware store, you run a radio station, whatever it is, you can take uh, elements of people's success and other business and translate them to yours. It's just a matter of, you know, backing out and realizing that it doesn't really matter what you're selling. You know, there's just some principles that are going to make sense no matter what business you're in. Mm. There's no one size fits all, huh? Well, I wouldn't say that, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say there's a lot of, of correlations in how you run a business successfully, no matter what you're doing. So you can't, you can't do it exactly the same business to business, but there are some principles that you can take regardless of what you're doing to be successful. So Michaela, when I was talking to Mr. Greg out in the hallway, his story moving to Kerrville reminded me a lot of yours. And, really? Uh, yes. And Michaela, do you mind telling Greg how you, how you got to Kerrville? Just like, you know, well, I uh, had completely destroyed my life in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Well, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, I was I was trapped. I, I lived at, in a uh, trailer park called Mansion Road Estates. True story. It was a trailer <laughs> park called Mansion Road Estates. I was like 10 miles from the nearest town. I could not, I, I didn't have a driver's license. I didn't have a vehicle. I was just stuck. And uh, I was like, you know what? I just want to go start over somewhere. So my roommate had some family that lived in uh, Kerrville, Texas, and I got on a Greyhound bus on January 3rd, 2003, and got to Kerrville, Texas at 1130 at night on January 4th, 2003, and it found those people the next day, and that's how I got started in, in Kerrville, Texas. It was It's coming up on 20 years here in a couple months. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 19 years old. Wow. Greyhound bus. Well, my story is uh, a little bit similar. It wasn't a Greyhound bus, but uh, I was in living in East Texas, and I was doing a job. I was working for a DA's office and doing prosecuting. And uh, Yeah, like, a little bit different than my story, isn't it? <laughs> I did have a car. Uh, it wasn't a very good car, but I had, had a, a car. License, you know? yeah. uh, uh, but I wasn't living on Mansion Road. I mean, you know. Yeah. But Mansion Road Estates. Mansion Road Estates, yeah. excuse me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I liked the job. I didn't really like living in East Texas. And I started thinking about, all right, where, you know, where do I want to live? And I knew I didn't want to live in a big city. I, I yeah. didn't grow up in a big city. I, I like visiting. I like enjoying the great culinary offerings of our big cities, but I don't like the traffic. I don't like, I don't like getting lost in, 
you know, just a sea of people. So I picked Kerrville off of a map and it was a small town, but it was close to a metropolitan area and never been here before. And so I rented an apartment over the phone. I showed up on August the 4th, 1995, uh, moved in over the weekend on August the 7th, Monday, I uh, rented an office, hung out a shingle, and just started walking around trying to meet people, trying to drum up some business. And so I think I've now been here 27 years. And you didn't wow. know anybody? I didn't know anybody. Where was the apartment at? What part of town? What? I lived in, uh, there were these, there's these old condos in River Hill. Okay. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Sand, Sand Bend Condos. Okay. And I, I moved into one of those and lived there for, I don't know, close to a year before I bought a house. So so you first came to Kerrville. This was 1995, all right? So mm-hmm. let's go back to 1995. You didn't know anybody here. Not a soul. Not a, not one person. How, what did you do? How did you start drumming up business? Well, so the first thing I did is uh, at the time, it was before long before we had a um, uh, public defender's office, which you know we now have just probably within the last two years. And so I signed up with the court to take appointments. And so I understood criminal law, I'd done prosecution. So I started doing defense work and the court appoints, you know, lawyers for people that can't afford them. I started doing some CPS work. So when they're, you know, they've got a a child that's taken away from their parents and they've got to terminate the rights because Mm. of, you know, significant issues, Um, I either represented the kids or represented the parents. And then, you know, I started, um, uh, I called a title company and said, you know, hey, I'd like to do some real estate stuff. And they started sending me stuff. And so I, it, I really would say I built my career, my reputation, just one person at a time. I, I never did any advertising or marketing. I just, you know, got involved in the community, got involved with the chamber, um, just tried to start meeting people. And, you know, I, I was for a long time, I was like the young guy. I mean, there was there was a several established older attorneys in town. Most of them wore suits. And all those, you know, those guys have since, you know, retired or moved on or passed away. And I looked up one day and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the old guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, where's, the middle, yeah. where's the middle guy? I was like the young guy. And then all of a sudden I was the old guy. So so were there any times that you ever thought about, like, moving? Like, you're, you're like, OK, I came to Kerrville. I, I don't know if it's going to work here. Were there were there any times in, no. the, in the 90s that you felt like that? No, there were there were times where I wished it was better than it was. Um, yeah. But uh, I've never found a spot that I like more than Curve. I'm a, it's beautiful, and it's the people here really yeah. make this place. Well, and you know, I never forget. I when I was looking at different towns, one of the towns I looked at was Fredericksburg, and at the time, I called a Fredericksburg lawyer and I said, uh, "It's like, hey, you know, what do you think about uh, me moving to Fredericksburg?" And the guy said, uh, are you from here? I was like, no. He's like, what about your parents? No. Grandparents? No. Great-grandparents? No. He said, oh, you'll never get any work. I was like, why is that? He's like, well, you know, this is a tight-knit German community. My grandfather's German, so I kind of understood mm-hmm. what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, you'll never, you'll never get any clients. I think Fredericksburg has changed significantly. But the opposite happened when I called a lawyer uh, in Kerrville and I said, hey, you know, what do you think? He's like, yeah, everybody hears from someplace else. And so there was a it was a lot more of a welcoming environment because everybody in Kerrville is from someplace else, you know, for the most part. It's a different world, and it's so close, Fredericksburg. Yeah. You know, it really is the way people do business, the the way it's set up. You know, tourism, wine, and it's just a whole different community. Well, and haven't haven't you guys seen that? Like Fredericksburg 
seems to be loosely associated with Austin, whereas Kerrville is loosely associated with San Antonio. And it's like, well, Fredericksburg's just as close to San Antonio Mm -hmm. as we are, but but they're, you know, more associated with Austin. I blame it on the TV. You know what I blame it on? Area codes. (laughs) Area codes. Fredericksburg was a 512 area code uh, before we got 830. That makes sense. Yeah. And and also the TV stations, I believe Fredericksburg oh, that's gets true. Austin that's TV true. stations, and Kerrville gets gets uh, San Antonio. Good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, TV stations too. So, yeah, and also there's there are other things like in radio, and you want to know this unless you're in radio, but uh, in the ratings system, Fredericksburg is in the in the Austin ratings, and Kerrville's in the San Antonio ratings huh. and, and radio as well. That's so weird. Yeah, it, it is. is right I up mean, the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You pick up San Antonio radio stations in Fredericksburg. In a lot of cases, better than you do San Antonio State, mm-hmm. or better than, or, than, than you do in Kerrville. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I love this place. I, I'm so glad that I came here. I, I, it's beautiful here. The people are great, and uh, getting work to me has been a lot easier in Kerrville than it has in Fredericksburg. So, yeah, right on the money with that. Yep, Michaela, I was I was telling Greg about two common trends we have. Well, with all the prominent people that come in here, and uh, did you catch the first one when he was talking about how he came here? Leap. The leap. Yep, the that leap. leap. And, and the second <laughs> one is um, integration and providing value to the community, and we haven't even gotten into that yet. So, so being here for 27 years, are you involved in the community at all? Oh, yeah. Um Man, I've I've done a lot of different stuff. Um, what what I'm what I'm currently doing right now is uh, uh, I'm on the EIC. Uh, it's Economic Improvement Corporation. I think I've been on that for three or four years, and uh, we're basically an appointed committee by the city, and we administer the 4B sales tax. So we get three to four million dollars a year in the 4B sales tax, and we have the statutory authority to spend it on infrastructure. Um, on uh, quality of life and job creation. So we were a big part of, uh, I'm sure y'all have heard about uh, Kildare Mountain Manufacturing coming to Kerrville. Yeah. So we were a big part of that. Um, you know, they, they got quite a bit of money from us and, and land and, you know, to help facilitate them coming to Kerrville. Uh, we've been a part of the recent electrification of the island um, at Louise Hayes Park, you know, so that we're, we're going to have lots more lights and ability to do stuff out there. Um, and you know, uh, part of, uh, the Arcadia project gave them some money. Um, and so it's just been a really cool way to, um, serve the community to, to look at these projects and figure out, okay, what's the best bang for the buck? Um, right now, you know, we've, we've, are trying to spend as much as we can uh, on good projects to help bring, uh, workforce housing. You know, that's housing is a huge issue here. It really is. There's almost a rental crisis right now. I would say I would say there is a rental crisis. You know, when you have a 1200 square foot house renting for $2500, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. two bedrooms. Yeah. I mean, that's uh that's 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 a bit of a crisis well, that we're facing right now. I had a uh, I did a presentation to the city a while back um, for a project I was working on. And as part of that project, I called every single apartment complex the same morning and said What's your availability and what's your waiting list? And every single one of them told me, 100% occupied, waiting list is so long we're not taking anybody else. Go away. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a problem. 
Um, thankfully, you know, we've got some, we've got some projects on the board. Um, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, and I stay pretty involved in the real estate community. And, and as you guys, I'm sure have heard the, the economy's changing and it's changing fast. So, yeah. you know, interest rates are rising. So that's mm-hmm. dropping the number of people that are buying houses because it's more expensive to buy that house. And so, you know, we've got these projects that are really in their beginning stages. Um, what's going to happen to them? Are, are you know, are they going to get them to the place where they're entitled? And then they say, ah, we're going to hit a pause and, you know, we're not going to do this for a couple of years. Uh, that would that would be hard on Kerrville. We really need that housing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that some of those projects will continue to move forward, notwithstanding the kind of what's going on in our economy. Yeah, and the buying power of these buyers, you know, is dwindling down as the interest rate goes up. Even like a quarter percent can affect it dramatically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it makes a big so difference. so scary. And I just got a set of clients into a house today. Um, and this morning, actually, we paid um, – 5,900 bucks to get into a three bed, two bath, 2,000 square feet at $2,700 a month, Gosh. $2,700 a month. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, these application fees, you know, like, yeah, you, yeah. You could set up a business just making money application off application fees. fees. <laughs> yeah. I'll rent out a cardboard box outside, say it's <laughs> occupied and take those application fees all day and, long. Uh-huh, yeah. But I don't know. That's just a little rant I had, but I, I'm just—we're so excited to have you on, Greg. Thanks. Really, it, yeah. it was a pleasant surprise to have. Yeah, I was expecting the intimidating <laughs> suit and tie. You know, like wh- the Texas Hammer approach yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, coming here with a big sledgehammer or yeah. something. We were even talking about that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things we've been noodling on as a joke, uh, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You know, so so lawyers now tend to they all have these mascots. You know, so you got the Texas Hammer, <laughs> and you got the the Law Tigers. I don't yeah. know if y'all have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. The Law Hawk. Have y'all seen? That I've one? not law seen that one. I've seen the uh, Law Boss. It is it is the most absurd. It's on. I think it's on YouTube, but it's the most absurd commercial. You know, this they, they've got this hawk that screeches and comes in, and this lawyer jumps off of a cop car and like you know pounds a police officer. Oh, I mean it's it's bananas. That is <laughs> so wild. you got you got all these mascots. I'm trying to think what what would be a good mascot for a lawyer that does you know real estate and corporate and state planning and. You know, I got to thinking, you know, lawyer, uh, real estate lawyers are called, uh, at least among themselves, dirt lawyers. I thought, oh, dirt law, dirt law. What would go? <gasps> the law armadillo. Oh, yeah. And that's as Texas as you can get. You we'll, can't get any we'll, more Texas than We'll that. root around and blindly try to <laughs> find, you know, blindly. <laughs> We saw this is us solving. Yeah, yeah, this is us solving your problems. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think it would sell, but it makes for a good joke. Do it, do it. I mean, hey, you never know. People love armadillos. That's you know? true. So, yeah. yeah. So, do you think that's absurd? Like this kind of marketing to to be like, we're the, you know, we got the ducks on our side, and you know, it's you know, I have, uh, I have, I've just never personally found that to be consistent with what I hope good lawyers do Mm. i mean to me the the every every client i have it's a relationship and it's about listening it's about really trying to you know understand what the client wants trying to create a solution that fits their goals Uh, it's a very collaborative environment 
Now, you know, maybe the guys that do personal injury stuff, it's less collaborative. I, I really believe that it still is. You, you're, you know, you can't separate the client's problem from the client. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've never really done any advertising or marketing really just because I don't, well, I shouldn't say I don't do marketing. I guess the podcast is, is marketing, but av- in terms of advertising, uh, you know, the billboard and the, and the, you know, commercials and the, you know, screeching law hawk and all that stuff that just, that doesn't fit my personality. That's not what I'm trying to convey. That's not what I want people to see. I want, I want people to, uh, know me by reputation or, you know, be introduced to me by somebody else that's, that's worked with me and be able to, you know, have somebody articulate, Hey, this is what it's like to work with Greg. One thing that I keep hearing Greg say over and over is uh the r word relationships yeah mm. that seems like it is foundational and fundamental absolutely to everything that you've been able to do absolutely. over the last 25 years here absolutely That's um, good. Good relationships are, are super key and you know what's uh what's great when you've you know practiced for a while i mean you kind of figure out you know what personalities do you work best with and what personalities work best with me and so you know thankfully i'm at a place now where you know, if I don't feel like it's a good fit, uh, for me to take that case on would not only be bad for me, it's bad for the client. You know, if we're not, if we don't have the same fundamental approach to how to solve the problem, it just doesn't work well. And so, and that, and now I don't know how you teach that. I think that's just something that you, you, uh, develop with experience is you figure out, okay, these are the, these are the things that if, if a client comes with this attitude or, or with this kind of problem or with this intended goal, um, I will do really well at helping them. Um, but if that doesn't match up, um, the best thing I can do for me and for them is to send them to somebody that maybe is a better fit. Even if you weren't going to get that money. Yeah. Even if you, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Your fiduciary I mean, duty to your client, even if they're not going to be your client. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, and it just, you, you don't have a good outcome when, you know, I mean, like I've had, you know, clients come in and they, they're, you know, they're upset and a lot of times validly so about a particular problem. But when they come in and they're like, I want my pound of flesh. I want you to sue this guy. I want you to crush him, you know, scorch the earth, you know, sweep it with his dead body. You know, I'm not that guy. (laughs) If you want to, you know, you want somebody that will help you collaboratively and creatively try to solve your problem. I am that guy. So if, you know, if somebody wants to, to, to really go after somebody and be aggressive. And sometimes that is necessary. Sometimes you're the person on the other side of your problem is so unreasonable that the only thing that they're going to, uh, that's going to bring them to reality is, you know, getting smacked over the head. I'm just not that guy. So you need that guy. I can find that guy, but that's not me. Michaela. What a podcast. I'm telling you. Seriously. What? It, so before this podcast even happened and you knew we were having an attorney on, as to right now, after you met Greg, what what's the difference in that? Uh, very personable. Yeah, yeah, and very glad that you came in today. One hundred percent. I had no idea. I had I I never I, I didn't know who you were. You know, but yeah, awesome. I, I have a question for you, and I think this is going to be a great question for you. If there's there's an attorney out there somewhere, and they want to move to Kerrville, and they want to take the leap, and they want to come here and start from scratch, what kind of advice would you give to that attorney? Uh, call me, let's go have lunch. Um, and I, I've, I've done that with a few attorneys, uh, younger attorneys over the years that have moved to town. And, you know, 
I think if you if you come to town with the attitude that I'm going to build relationships and I'm going to do w- good work, the money will follow. Uh, you'll you'll be able to make a living. Uh, if you come to town and like I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm not really worried about the relationships, I would tell you, man, you you may want to think about uh, going to a big city. Um, this is a very very much, and every I think every small town is this way. It's very much a relationship community, which works in your favor. In my opinion, if you've got good character and you do good work, then that re- reputation is going to build over time. You know, if you're if you're a Jake Leg lawyer and you know you take advantage of people, that reputation is also going to get out there and quickly. I would say pretty much just as potent on both ends. Absolutely. Of that you know. So yeah, I mean, if you if you do it's in this town, I mean, there's there are fifty thousand people in this county. You treat one person bad in this county. The other 49,999 are going to know about it within 10 minutes. <laughs> That's Absolutely. true. You know, but you treat, you treat a person good, and it's the same way. The other 49,999 know about it in 10 minutes also. And over time, building those relationships is so important. And the people here, you know, to build the relationships with are incredible also. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, to me, personally, it's the people that make the Texas Hill Country. The people Absolutely. are amazing here. Absolutely. That's what makes it, you know, uh, why my my kids uh, have all, you know, grown and and live in other places and three of them live in Austin and and they're regularly asking me, hey, dad, would you, would you consider moving? I'm like, nope, (laughs) I don't want to live anyplace else. So what, what, (laughs) this was a good one. And absolutely, there's so much in common between his profession and our profession in real estate, Uh, creating your sphere in, in a place that you don't even you're not even from building relationships, keeping relationships, your reputation, providing value to the community. I've learned so much just listening to you today, Greg, and we're honored to have you on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate y'all having me. All right. Greg Richards, uh, Greg A. Richards, PC. You got anything else that you want to say while you're here? Well, yeah. If you, if you want to know more about our firm and what we do, you can check us out on the web at gregrichardslaw.com. Uh, if you've got a need, you think we can help you, give the office a call, 830-257-8080. All right, 830-257-8080. Uh, John, do you have anything else to say before we jump off here? It was a good one. Absolutely. Like butter. So smooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'd be honored to have you back on. Yeah, yeah well, if you guys uh, if you guys think of something that's uh, legal, business, real estate related, let me know. All righty. All Thank right. You. That's going to do it for episode number 87 of the Kerrville Podcast this morning, com. You can also get us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and more. We'll be back Thursday with episode number 88. Until then, have yourself a great day.